There's a lot of things in this old world That just do not make sense Like why there's so few believers on the firing line While so many others sit the fence But if you want to know where the word of God stands And believe it wants to use your feet and hands It's time to take your faith out of the seats And into the streets And come along with me If you'll only look Then you will see On WCN-TV Well, good afternoon and welcome again to WCN-TV. Um, today is Wednesday, June 2nd, 2021. You know, June used to be uh, dairy month here in Wisconsin, but of course you all know what June is now, so we won't get into that right now. I'm Rob Pugh, your host today, and um, we have uh, some pretty good topics for you today that I think everyone's going to benefit from. And those are marriage and family, specifically God-ordained marriage and the natural family. You know, marriages and families are struggling today. I get a lot of phone calls, emails, and uh, texts and letters um, asking for counseling and prayer for a wide range of problems. Troubled marriages, loveless marriages, broken homes, wayward children, Even kids who are raised in Christian homes have gone off the deep end, it seems. Fractured families. Grandparents whose adult children won't let them see their grandkids. And there's a lot of broken hearts in all this mess. With us today to discuss these things and more is J.R. Harrison from the Natural Family Foundation. You all know J.R. because he sat in for me for a few times as the host of the program. So, J.R., thanks for coming in today and joining us. Thank you, Rob. I really appreciate the opportunity to do. Yeah. So your website has a lot of good information. It's naturalfamilystrong.com. Um, but let's take a look, uh, Spencer, if you have um, the intro- introduction video that you can find on the main page. There you go. Let's just It's just about a minute. This will give you an idea of what uh, Natural Family Foundation is all about. Then we'll get into things. The natural family is what makes America great. It's the cornerstone of society. Right now, it's being targeted for destruction. Countless men, women, and children across the country are standing up and fighting back. Life is winning again in America. Here at the Natural Family Foundation, and with your help, we will promote, defend, and encourage the growth of the natural family. Strong families make strong people. And we're making America great again, one family at a time. Well done, except for the first seven seconds, JR, there's no audio on that. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I I love that voice of that announcer, though. You know what I mean? The guy's got a great voice. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. So the foundation of a civilized society really is the natural family, isn't it, Jr.? Amen. Well, that's where God started with. Absolutely. He made three institutions for the benefit of man, the family, the state, and the church. Mm -hmm. And it was no accident that he made. He didn't flip a coin and say, gosh, you know, which one am I going to make first? No, he knew what he was doing and he knew why to do it. So, yeah, the family is the foundation. You got got no family. you You got no nation. Civilization wouldn't even survive without the family. Well, and I want to get into that term natural family in a little bit here too, but 
before there can be a natural family, there needs to be a natural marriage. Um, a few years ago, I did one of my radio commentaries on uh, topic of marriage. I've done several, but um, I've never done this here on the TV program. But today, I'd like to take the time and play you one of those radio commentaries. Um, it's on twice weekly, uh, coast to coast on the VCY American Radio Network. And um, it's called Different Things on Different stations. It's also on many independent radio stations too. But it's called As Long As We Both Shall Live, and I think you'll find a lot of uh, good information here that we can discuss afterwards. Remember, this was made for radio, not TV, so um, Spencer is hopefully going to be able to uh, scroll through this so you can read along. At least you'll have something to look at while you listen to my listen to me talk for 13 minutes. But um, So here's my advice on marriage. The Truth Revealed Through Jesus. The Truth Commentary with Rob Pugh, publisher of the Wisconsin Christian News, a ministry dedicated to the truth revealed through Jesus Christ, encouraging listeners to stand boldly as the King's return is at hand. I love my wife. In fact, those who know me know that I often wear a t-shirt that says just that, just a plain black t-shirt with the words, I love my wife. Wearing this shirt in public never fails to stir a reaction and start a conversation. With most people, it's as if they've never seen anything so strange. A guy wearing a t-shirt that says, I love my wife on it. Usually the women will smile and say something like, oh, that's so sweet. But most often the men will laugh at me and say something like, did your wife buy that for you? Or did your wife make you wear that? Nope, I smile. I bought it myself. Most just shake their heads and laugh. But why is it so strange, so odd, so laughable that a man would want to proclaim to the world that he loves his wife? Sadly, that's how things are in this day and age. More common is the married man who will complain to his co-workers and friends about his old ball and chain or call her something like my old lady. And then there are the wives who complain to their friends about their fat, old, lazy husband. Such seems to be the state of marriage in our God's word, however, says otherwise about his design and intent for marriage. Proverbs 18.22, He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. That's an understatement if ever there was one. My wife is the most precious gift God has ever given me in this life, and I can't imagine doing life without her. God designed marriage to be the union of one man and one woman, and it was meant to be for life. Jesus himself said that the very idea of divorce was a man-made concept. Because of the hardness of your heart, he said. And then he went on, But from the beginning of the creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So then they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. But now almost half of all marriages are put asunder. Studies show that the average marriage in America today lasts only about eight years. That's long enough for the couple to have children, but not long enough for the couple to raise them in an intact home. And so the children must suffer through the breakup of their family and lose the security of their home. Studies also show that this always leaves the children with lifelong emotional scars. Surely the enemy of our souls is wreaking havoc on our families today. The very definition of family has been changed in recent years to mean whatever we want it to mean. Two mommies, two daddies, a daddy with two mommies, a mommy, a daddy, and mommy's special friend, whatever. What's more, many of today's young people are not even getting married to begin with anymore. Cohabitation, living together without being married, has increased by 900% since 1970. It seems people want to test drive a potential spouse before committing to marriage. But study after study shows that those who live together before marriage have a 35% higher divorce rate than those who don't. I'm grieved by the fact that there are so many couples today who are unhappy in their marriages and so many that are divorced. Indeed, being unhappily married seems to be the norm today. If you're happy in your marriage and you actually love your spouse, you're the strange one. Just wear a t-shirt like mine and see the reaction you get. Yet as newlyweds, young couples are so in love with one another. They love to spend time together. They love to serve one another. And they work hard in their relationship to bless each other and please each other and satisfy each other's needs. But sadly, it's now expected that the couple will most certainly grow apart the longer they're married. 
married, as if that's just a natural and normal eventuality. Life gets hard. People get bored and discontented. There are bills to pay and work to be done. Most of all, people become selfish and self-centered. But again, that's not God's design for marriage or family. In fact, it's precisely because of those hard times that my marriage has become stronger, because we've gone through those hard times together and with God at the center of our union. Would life be any less difficult doing it alone? If you're discontented in your marriage, will you not still be discontented if you're alone? If you divorce, will there not still be bills to pay and work to be done? Do you think any of that will be easier doing it alone? Or is it just your intention to trade up to a newer model spouse simply because you become bored with the original. That is the definition of selfish and self-centered. The only biblical reason for a couple ever to divorce is because of unfaithfulness and infidelity. Yet even issues like these can be worked out with repentance and grace. Sadly, though, many are just not interested in doing the work it takes to keep their marriage, family, and home intact. We live in a throwaway society where there's no longer any sort of stigma attached to living together unmarried or to having an extramarital sexual or emotional relationship or to being divorced. These things, just like like about everything else the devil could dream up, are considered perfectly normal today. But whatever happened to till death do we part, or as long as we both shall live? Indeed, a few years ago, my wife and I attended a wedding where the couple changed those time-honored vows to say, as long as we both shall love. In other words, as long as we still have this same emotional feeling we have for each other today, but after that, no promises. So much for the sanctity of marriage. My advice, if you want to hear it, is do not live together until you're married. Keep your marriage bed pure. Take your vows before God and take them seriously, and then include God and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit in your marriage. Those who serve as witnesses in your wedding party are there for just that reason. They're witnesses of the vows you're taking before God. So choose your wedding party wisely. Make sure they're godly people who are not just there to wear the shiny dress or the neat tuxedo and stand there looking good. You see, most people don't realize that your maid of honor and your best man and your other wedding party witnesses are there to hold you accountable to those vows you make. Unfortunately, what most often happens is people choose their best friends to stand up in the wedding. And then, when trouble comes in the marriage, they run to those same best friends to complain about their spouse and cry on their shoulders. Then, instead of those witnesses giving the troubled couple godly counsel and helping to build the marriage up, the bridesmaids say, "'Whatever make you, makes you happy, you go, girl.'" And the groomsmen say, "'Man, you don't have to put up with all this. There's plenty of fish in the sea.'" So instead of doing their job and making sure the couple remains faithful to their vows, they actually encourage separation, infidelity, and divorce, if it makes their friends happy. Instead of helping to build your marriage and help you weather the storms of life that will come, they're actually undermining your marriage under the guise of being your friends. We need to return to moral absolutes, and if we take a vow before God, we better mean it. I understand that life today is complicated, busy, and filled with distractions, and it can be easy to become discouraged, discontented, and depressed. Life can be overwhelming. But do not forsake your marriage vows, and with Christ at the center of your marriage, you never will. Yet many today have little to no time for God unless they need something. They may have a form of godliness, or today it's more likely to be a form of spirituality, but it's a faith with no power. I don't know how anyone can get through this life without a close, abiding relationship with Jesus, married or unmarried. And as we know, a cord of three strands is not easily broken. So keep Christ at the center of your marriage, and you will weather the storms of life together and come out stronger at the end. I'd also advise you to turn off the TV, turn off the phones, tablets, computers, and other distractions, and focus on your spouse more. It's easy to come home at the end of a long workday and collapse in your favorite chair and then turn on some time-wasting, mind-numbing entertainment on the television. Or for a married couple to sit together in the same room hour after hour, never speaking or even looking at each other. Instead, they're looking at their phone or some other distraction. Device usage has become epidemic. It is an addiction. So I advise you to unplug and then interact with each other. 
What would be more profitable for your marriage, spending night after night watching TV or Facebook, or giving your husband or wife a back rub or a foot massage after a long, hard day at work? As you serve the other person, you'll find you're not only blessing them, but you will also be filled with more loving emotions for them, and find yourself equally, if not more blessed, because of your loving service. And if you haven't had a good relationship for a while, and you don't feel that love that you think you need to have before you can serve them, just trust me. Do the actions first, and the feelings will quickly follow. If you still can't bring yourself to serve your spouse with a pure, loving heart, then do it the Colossians 3.23 way, as unto the Lord and not unto men. If you have children, you'll also be modeling a good marriage for them. They watch everything you do, you know. Husbands, love your wives properly, and your daughters will learn the attributes to look for in a man when it comes time for them to get married. Likewise, your sons will learn how to properly treat their future wives. And when mom and dad have a good, solid, strong relationship, it helps the children to feel much more safe and secure and love themselves. So, serve each other. Don't think only about yourself and your needs, which you perceive as not being met. If you are in a troubled marriage, your needs probably are not being met. But consider also that neither are your spouse's needs being met. Do your part first. Some will say they just can't. They don't feel it. Things have gone too far down the wrong path, and there's no love in the marriage anymore. They'll say they can't serve their spouse because they've fallen out of love. They may even be at the point where the very sight of their spouse makes their blood boil, and they feel nothing but contempt for their partner. And indeed, that's very sad. But again, do the actions first and the feelings will follow. You know, a lot of the problems that couples encounter in marriages stem from one thing, and the devil uses it very effectively against us, pride. How often have we had arguments with our wives and husbands, and then days and weeks go by? You may not even remember what the original argument was even about anymore. Yet the hurt gets worse and the heart gets harder the longer you remain prideful and stubborn. So how do you counter this and ruin the devil's plans to hurt you both and maybe even destroy your marriage? Simple. You drop your pride. Whatever the argument was about, it doesn't matter. Whoever was wrong doesn't matter. Even if you still believe you were absolutely in the right and your spouse was absolutely and completely wrong about everything, even if you believe you're the victim and your spouse owes you something, just forget all that. Drop your pride. Go to him or her, hug them, and just say, I'm sorry. Try that. You'll see that invisible wall of separation between the two of you crumble before your very eyes. Your relationship will be restored within seconds. Then you can talk about things more, communicate better, kiss and make up. Rather than letting an unresolved issue simmer and boil to the point of divorce, you have the power to fix things in an instant of time by simply letting go of your pride and saying two little words, I'm sorry. Marriage is meant to be one of God's greatest blessings in this life. A husband and wife together as one with Christ at the center of their union, and a home filled with children and eventually grandchildren brought up and raised in the fear and admonition of the Lord. It's so sad that we forsake such incredible blessings because of our own selfish, foolish pride, because we allow distractions and the cares of this world to drive a wedge between us, because we allow the enemy of our souls to distract us with discontentment, even though we are so amazingly blessed. Friends, count those blessings. Love your spouse. Get rid of the pride and soften your heart. Serve the one you love and thank God for them. Pray for them and with them. If you do these things, you'll find you have a marriage that others will envy and one which makes God smile with joy. The Lord loves us. Let us love our spouses with powerful love like that. Audio CDs and transcripts of this message are available when you call me at Wisconsin Christian News, 715-486-8066, or email Rob, R-O-B, at wisconsinchristiannews.com and ask for message number 280. And that's the name of that tune. <laughs> and, and, and you're going to interview me? About the natural family. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, ask, I'm asking you, what, what what are your thoughts? What say you? <laughs> I think you covered most of the bases, brother. Okay, well. <laughs> this this interview is over with. Okay, well. On the <laughs> radio, they give me 13 minutes, and i got to talk fast, so I can't say words like unfathomable when yeah. I'm talking fast. So i got to say something yeah. else. So anyway. if, if the family isn't important, then what you just, just, just said doesn't really mean that much. But if, if the family is important, then what you said is critical. 
And I believe it is critical. Yep. And, and I'm Rob, I, 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 I want to get a copy of that and put that on our website. That is incredible. As a matter of fact, you might, you might want to put some pictures with that. Um, well, yeah, there are pictures uh, on our <coughs> website, actually, uh, wisconsinchristiannews.com. Yeah, you, you can look it up. It's under from the – if you go under departments and then mm-hmm. drop down to from the publisher and then go back about two years, you'll find it there. <laughs> so, okay, okay. It's an oldie. It's an oldie. Yeah. But, uh, it, it, I, obviously, I can't stress enough the critical importance of the family. It just yeah. – and, and natural family, I, when you said – when you mentioned the T-shirt, I love my natural born wife is what I wrote down because in today's today's age, you have to say that because a wife like a marriage can be almost anything. Well, yeah. And uh, interestingly, I also have a sticker on the back of my van that I drive that says, I love my wife. And the other day, my wife said, well, you certainly made it impossible for me to drive the van now, didn't you? (laughs) (laughs) I remember that. So, I remember that. Well, June is Gay Pride Month. It, yeah. gay pride. We had yeah. we had we had to focus on making that Family Month. Uh huh. Yeah. Natural Family Month. That would be nice. That would yeah. Be nice. When do we When do we get a month? I I don't know. I don't see it on the calendar. I don't see no. any flags flying for that. But anyway, why don't you define for us what you mean when you say natural family? Sure. And thanks for asking. The term natural came to me when we were forming the organization about seven or eight years ago. And I didn't, uh, nuclear came to mind. Traditional came to mind. There's other terms that you can use, but I had trouble with it. And, and God woke me up in the middle of the night and just one word, natural. And I'm going what do you mean natural? And I started thinking about it. And the more I thought about it, the more I said, you know, I think natural family is probably the correct term to use. Number one, because it's Mm self-defining. Natural is very self-defining when it comes to anything in nature, whether it be the physical, whether it be the spiritual, it's always self-defining. It's always objectionable and it's, 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 it's irreversible. I mean, it is what it is. You walk off the edge of a cliff, you're going down because of the laws, the natural laws that exist. A natural family consists of one, and I have to say this, biologically born man, one biologically born woman in a lifelong committed monogamous relationship with their natural born or adopted children. That's the key. Children make a family. And that, that, that is the written. I, you know, Rob, I, I used to think after I graduated from college, and it took me a while to get through, um, I, I thought I, 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 I've arrived. I, I, was, I was intelligent. But it wasn't until I got married and then had children that I started realizing what life was really about and started learning and looking in a totally different environment. I feel so, it just breaks my heart, the children that are out there now and, and children 30, 40 years old that don't understand or appreciate or haven't been taught or society's told them differently that marriage is, is just something that, eh, you know, you can do it or you don't have to do it. Don't worry about it. Focus on your career, focus on yourself. But if you really can want to be intelligent, if you really want wisdom, you can't do it without having a family. And if you can't do it physically adopt for crying out loud, because it's, it is like, is like no other experience. It, it just, it's indescribable. So one man, one woman, lifelong committed monogamous relationship, and, and children are born, Rob, with a natural app. They need a male father and they need a female mother. That's, that's inherent. That's, that's an application that we're all born with. And when you don't have that, and I've, I've got a clip that we can play probably after the break uh, of, of Larry Elder, and he's talking about the importance of family and what happens when you don't have it. If you take a look at society today, you'd mention the divorce rate. But the, the, the lack of fathers in the family is just crippling. It, it's absolutely crippling. And by the way, for the record, I've been divorced. Okay. I've been divorced and I grew up in a very dysfunctional family. My father was very abusive physically, mentally, however, you know, whatever, whatever it's there, he, he enjoyed it. And well, you know, JR, you get, two, you get two chances. 
if you didn't have the family you wanted when you grew up, you have another chance to create that when yep. you get married. Yep. So you do get a second chance. But but I had that gap. I mean, my 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 father was an alcoholic. He's a womanizer, and you know that 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 was kind of appealing. I w- I would have never. I would never physically abuse a woman like he did. Never, never do that. But on the other hand, it was, uh, I grew up. I grew up in the sixties and seventies, and and the, and the greatest event in my life at that time was the invention of the pill. Oh my goodness, I was in heaven. I was in heaven. It was it was just incredible. Hmm. Sex, rock and roll, drug—it was just everything that you could imagine. And I, I kind of helped get the ball rolling in terms of where we are today. I'm not personally responsible, but I certainly helped a lot. Well, we all have a past, don't we? Yeah, yeah. And, um, go ahead. Yeah, no, no you go, go. go we, ahead. we have to learn from that past. You mentioned something in in your in your speech that we don't recognize those bad times that most of the time we call for ourselves or that God puts in our lives, becoming grateful for those bad times is, is a huge part of any, any person's personal Christian growth. You have to, I, I can think of some terrible things that happened in my lifetime and they were awful at the time. But when I look back on them and how they changed my life, I'm grateful for them. And that's very, very difficult to do. You know, God works all things for good for those who are called according to his, you know, you you know the thing. <laughs> Amen, so, brother. Amen. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of like lifting weights, isn't it? Um, when, <laughs> yeah. you, when you go through those hard times, that's that's where you build the muscle. So, But you can't be resentful for it. You cannot be resentful for it. I mean, I could I could blame uh, my bad behavior on my father or my growing up situation, or this, this, this didn't happen. That, that college scholarship that I should have gotten, uh, it never happened or this or that, or the other, what, whatever God puts in front of you, you have to make good out of it and you have to learn with it. And you you can, that's what it's there for. Right. Right. Well, I want to get into some things. Um, you have some video clips that, uh, that you want to show us and right. we can do that after the break. But um Real quickly, um, what do you think are the greatest threats to the family nowadays? The greatest threats? Wow. It, it, it's almost that's, seasonal. That's going to take almost, another half half hour, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> it, it, it? Well, more. It's almost seasonal. Right now, it's COVID. Yeah. But then prior to that, there was gay marriage. And then along the lines came divorce. No fault divorce. And uh, I, 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 the uh, after World War II... Women went to work, and then you didn't have a mother and father in the family. Just there's so many things. It seems like, and the laws that are passed, it seems like every law they pass is meant to harm the family, harm the natural family. Yeah, whatever absolutely. it is, tax taxes, the increases in taxes, force forcing the, the men and women to continue to work. Mm-hmm. But we we can talk about COVID because I think COVID is really really separating the family. Oh, it is. It is. I mean, there's, there's, I, I know of a gentleman who was unable to see his father who passed away. Uh, and, and that, I mean, that, that, that's insane. That's insane. I don't know what I'd do if I was in that situation. Uh, you have a, a spouse or a, a loved one that, that you've lived your life with and uh, an outsider says, well, you can't go in and see them on their, on their dying moments. No way. No way. There are thousands of stories like that, Jan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, thousands. But you know, when it comes to you mentioned the natural family, mm-hmm. um, it seems to me that humans are the only ones that don't get it. If you look at the animal world, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's they stay with their mates for life. They raise their families. You know, the little ones grow up and and do it again. And and it, it's it's a natural design that God put in place at the at the beginning of time and and um for some reason it's just the humans that want to want to change it all around and and as humans humans we want to we fall well yeah but there's this example i heard i heard what you said rob but yeah there's this example where that doesn't happen therefore we need to make accommodations as a matter of fact 
we need to make the world for the examples or the, the mm-hmm. exceptions. Right. And that's basically what we've done. Yeah. Yep. And continue to do. Well, let's take our break and okay. uh, we'll be back, I think, two or three minutes and uh, we'll pick it up with J.R. Harrison. At the McClario firm, it all starts with family. We're here to serve you and your family online or in person. Call today for a free consultation. The McClario firm, your law firm for life. Start. Pornography is a destructive force. It destroys individuals, families, and fuels the out-of-control demand for sex trafficking. 45% of Christian families say porn is a problem in their home, but why aren't churches and public schools talking about this? Fear. People who view porn think they're the only one. It's a lie. Statistically, more people view porn than who do not and struggle in silence. www.lynnfrederick.com. You can find the book I wrote about my own battle with porn and the presentations that I do for churches and public schools. lynnfrederick.com. Tired of bad news? Do the teenagers in your life need a break from social media and mind-numbing entertainment? Wouldn't it be great to inspire them to connect with God and others and to live outside their phones? The Off the Itinerary series by M. Liz Boyle does just that, and reviewers love the blend of adventure and Christian themes. Readers enjoy the action-packed stories and relatable characters. Go to mlizboyle.com for discussion guides and purchase links. And we're back with J.R. Harrison from the Natural Family Foundation and... um, uh, you can find his information at naturalfamilystrong.com. Um, JR, uh, your website ha- is divided into several sections. You've got the pledge, the plan, and the challenge. Why don't you tell us about those things? And by the way, I'm glad that somebody out there has a plan. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, I, you know, I don't, you have to, you have to start somewhere. And we, we'd really like to see, the Bible says where there's no vision, the people perish. And what we would like to see is have America grow a reappreciation for the incredible value of the family. I'd mentioned earlier on that all the laws seem to be attacking the family. Ronald Reagan passed an executive order, which in essence said, if there's a law passed out there and it attacks the natural family, then don't go with it. I would love to see that become a national vision, if you have to make it a law, the law is a teacher, so make it a law. I'd love to see that. But we have, we have to, we got to define what the family is. I mean, and you have to, you have to define it that, that, it, that it goes across centuries. And the natural family does. It doesn't change. The value of it doesn't change. The importance of it doesn't change. So you, 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 before you do anything, you have to define what a family is. Then you have to make it as, as, a, as a natural, as, as a vision in terms of what you want to do. And it's, it's a, you can't be selfish like we are. You know, we, one of the problems we have as a nation is we are just so spoiled rotten. I mean, the, 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 the poor in this nation live like Kings and Queens compared to other nations. It's just incredible. But with that comes expectations. And it's kind of like um, my best friend works for a homeless shelter. And, and we talk about, when the, when they first come into the homeless shelter, they're, gosh, they're really hungry. They'll eat anything. And then once they start eating regular, then, you know, let's go from the beans and weenies to how about some steak today? And then the next thing you know, they're asking for caviar. And I think we're at the caviar stage in this nation, which is really, really troublesome. And, and I think God is sending pain to have us realize what it is we need to do. And I, and I really like, I can get back to the natural family. If we don't, there's a lot of problems in America today. We could talk about abortion. We could talk about gay marriage. We could talk about everything that's going on to the COVID. But if, if whatever you do, if you don't fix the family first, it's the foundation. If you're going to rebuild the house, if you're going to ra- raise it, you still have the foundation that you have to build on. And you can't build on sand. And the family is that foundation that you have to build on. And you have to define it, it what, what the family is, the one man, the one woman. And no divorce. Well, you know, the problem is people don't believe in absolute uh, truth anymore. Everything is, is relativism. Um, that's, the, that's the caviar stage, though. It's, it's, yeah. if, if you can have it, then why not, you know, why not expect it? Isn't that what we're supposed to do? I mean, I'm, I'm an American. 
land of the free, home of the brave, freedom of the liberties. I can do anything I, 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 I want to. Well, you really need to start at the, uh, at the beginning, and you need to start out right. Mm-hmm. Yep. A, a yep. practical example of that that happens to me every so often is the old keyboard. Keyboard. Um, when you learn to type, put your, your fingers on ASDF and then JKL semicolon. But if, for some reason, you happen to start off and just start, start typing away and you're, a, you're a one, one key over, and you type for five minutes and you look up and you got nothing but gobbledygook and because you didn't start in the right place. So just a practical example. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in Columbus, Ohio, which is the area I live next door to, there, there's, there's killings and there's murders. And, and sadly, it's becoming young children. And they blame it on well you need better schools you need better police you need this it, that's not that's not more the money more money yeah yeah the problem is and 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 if you could cue up that uh, larry elder piece i think that the, he he pretty much defines what the problem is Yeah, if we have that ready. The number one problem domestically facing this country is a breakdown of the family. And uh, President Obama said it. I didn't. Uh, a, a, a black kid or a kid, not just a black kid, a kid raised without a dad is five times more likely to be poor and commit crimes, nine times more likely to drop out of school and 20 times more likely to end up in jail. So you're far more likely to end up in jail without having a dad. than. That is not. That is not subjective. That is not subjective. That is fact. Mm-hmm. And if you want to confirm that, take, it, take a visit to your local prison system. Interview the inmates and talk to them about their family life. More specifically, talk to them about their fathers or lack of fathers. Well, I did, I did look up the statistics and uh, <laughs> 85% of men in prison um, came from fatherless homes. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. what I found out. 85, 85%. Right. right. So. I think there's an a, a experiment one time when uh, they gave prisoners the opportunity to send Mother's Day cards. And it was so successful that they decided to do the same thing for Father's Day's card. And they've given out free cards, mail free, et cetera. All you need to do is just address it and send it. And in that, and in that study in this prison, can you guess how many cards were sent out to fathers? Zero. Zero. Absolutely. You know, Zero. Moms cannot do it alone. Nope. Nope. It's just it's just absolutely amazing. And it's unnatural. We have <laughs> some people in the uh, studio audience. Anyone want to raise your hand and, and ask yeah, a question please. or make a comment? Feel free to do so. We'd love to hear from you. Yep. The family today, you know, we were just talking about this. Um, we got a friend that's in nursing home now. And when we grew up, family took care of family. There was mm-hmm. no nursing home. And, you know, that's just a, it's a big sign to us, of the breakdown of the family. And we've got that to look forward to. We're at that stage right now. Well, Harry, I already invited you to come and live with us. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought that was for the weekend, but look up what you're saying. This is now. That was dangerous, Rob. You don't know us. <laughs> <laughs> that, Rob, that's, that is a great, Harry, that's a great point. A great point. I, 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 I forgot about that, but that is, we, we farm them out. It's, it's, it's when the, the two biggest things, the two biggest things that parents do to their children is number one, they, they teach them about morals and number two, they teach them authority, morals and authority. What has happened is that we farmed out the morals and we've, we've, we've farmed out the authority. We said, we send our kids to government run schools and they, they, they do not teach them the same morals that you teach your children and, and churches. Wow. Churches have a place, but that, that, would be a, that would be a day for a different discussion. But I think the churches are a natural outgrowth of the family. You have, you have well, the patriarchs. Go ahead, Rob. They're, they're supposed to be. Yes. Yep. They're supposed to be. But now they're organizations. 
daycare centers. Yeah, that too. That um, too. You know, there was a time when they when when churches really took Sunday school seriously, and mm -hmm. um, it was a, it was a major thing. Now it is. Uh, let's keep the kids um, from swinging off the ceiling uh, until the parents come and pick them up. You know, they don't teach them anything, yeah. unfortunately. But Rob, I, I want to talk a little bit about COVID because right. this this is because I mean it's been. It's been disastrous in terms of the family. It's just families have not gotten together for Thanksgiving, for Christmas. And, and it's also caused severe, severe disagreements within the family. And I, I was thinking about this the other day. And COVID is like a religion. And secular humanism is religion. Let's just call this COVID a sect of secular humanism. But people have more faith in government officials, politicians, and state doctors than they do in the church of Jesus Christ. You, you, have, you have Christians that'll disagree with other Christians. Again, COVID, not just the family, but splitting the church up as well. And it's what you have faith in. And a lot of people are putting an incredible amount of faith in COVID and very little amount of faith in Jesus Christ. Have you, have you noticed that? Well, it's conditioning. It's It's been 15 yeah. months now of conditioning, and it's, uh, you know, the mask. Now they're coming out, I guess, I guess they're saying now that um, masks never did help anybody. Well, I, I could have told you that um, March of last year. Um, but they had to keep the masks going in order to remind people to be afraid, uh, to stay away. You know, last year on Mother's Day, we were coming back from seeing my, my wife's mom. And on the freeway, they have those flashing signs that they change with different messages that the highway department puts out. And it, it said something like, show mom you care. Keep your distance today. <laughs> you know, oh, oh. I just about had to turn around and I, I couldn't believe my eyes. I must have to turn around and take a picture of it. Is that right? But get to, anyway. get, to, get the vaccine today so you can come so you can get back with your family. That's the yeah, message well, I'm hearing too. Get yeah. the vac so you be sure to get back with your family and be safe. Well, you're in Ohio. I was in Ohio a couple of weeks ago, and um, they are really pushing it um, there on the on the uh, <laughs> TV commercials, aren't they? Oh, it's awful. It's awful. Isn't, isn't your Republican governor giving away a million dollars? Yes. As a matter of fact, today they're going to give away another million dollars and and a college scholarship. Yeah. Uh, 17 years old and younger can get a uh, free mm -hmm. college scholarship. Um, and if you're, uh, I guess, an adult, you, you get entered in this uh, drawing for a million dollars. I think they were doing that five times. So yeah, here in yeah. Wisconsin, they're giving away free beer. <laughs> so, <laughs> and and so, cheese and crackers. Um, well, I don't know if that come, maybe I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Probably. Uh, Rob, we have to, we have oh. to look at the COVID as an opportunity. Yes, it is stressful, but the one of the, one of the key things that hasn't happened in America is that the male has not taken a leadership role in the family. And that's biblical. Mm -hmm. You go to Ephesians 5, among other places, and you've got God, Jesus Christ, man, woman, children. And that's a vertical relationship. That's the way it was designed. And what, what happened in America is the same thing that happened in Rome, same thing that happened in Greece, all other great nations. What they did is take that vertical relationship and they flattened it out to where you have the government, you have education, you have business, you have the news media, you have your children. Everybody is on an equal level. There is no authority. And that's not, not good. So men, this is an opportunity to take a stand. And this, 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 look, we haven't taken a stand for a while. And to all of a sudden go up and take a stand. Well, okay. These are troubling times. These are special times. Maybe now is that time. Well, you know, a lot of it is you can't teach what you don't know. And a lot of these men today don't know how to be leaders in their home, especially Christian leaders. You know, 
I'm going to agree with you, but if the spirit moves you to do so, then go ahead and do it. And uh, God will bring, God will bring the help along later. Maybe. Well, I, I think until things get really bad where it mm-hmm. impacts them personally, they're not going to do anything different differently. Um, until it hits them personally, they're not going to do anything differently. But it's and then it's going to be too late. So, but it, but it is hitting them personally. Yeah, I mean the arguments. I mean, wow. I mean, they, they, boom, they're there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're just having a, you're having a conversation, and all of a sudden, COVID enters the room. Everything changes. Yeah. Countless. Oh, my goodness. Well, um, as some of you know, my my father-in-law was very ill at the end of last year. Uh, Shortly after he had his pacemaker put in, and um, uh, he passed away December 30th. But we we never let him go into a nursing home. Um, He actually actually was pretty ill October of – 19. So we brought him home from Florida to live with us. Um, so we never did the nursing home thing. And even when he was in his last days, which ended up being about his last month, you know, family was by him 24 seven. So um, there were, there was not going to be any nursing home for him because we'd never see him again. We would, would not be allowed in there in the building. So well, COVID uh, does present another opportunity, and that's in terms of the freedoms and liberties we have as Americans. Um, in addition to or aside from the family, however you want to look at that. But the fear of COVID is almost when I talk to folks about COVID and when the masks were required, if you will. Uh, OK, I'll wear the darn mask, but I ain't getting that shot. I'm not mm-hmm. getting a shot. Mm-hmm. And that we're using that energy to try to get with local local establishments, city councils, uh, township trustees, maybe county. That, that's a little high, but using that fear and say no, no, no force, no forced vaccination. Of course, they're going to say, well, th- there's no, there's no. The government hasn't said it's been forced, although they're spending billions, billions of dollars promoting the vax, mm-hmm. our tax money, billions of dollars. That's keeping mom and pop both having to work if they can find it. Just oh, there's there's plenty of work um, where I live. Everybody's hiring. They're begging people to come to work, yeah. and nobody will work because they get more for free staying home and yep, you know, yep. watching TV. But yeah, the the other thing I wanted to mention um, regarding the family and the. Uh, the grandparents, you know, it's it's become a kind of a throwaway society. We put them in a home, visit them once a month. There's so much that <clears throat> grandparents have to teach the younger generation. Oh my! That even their parents are not able to do. Amen. But grandchildren can bond with their grandparents like they can't bond with their parents. They have so much to share, and and they're this this generation is just losing that. Lost it. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's sad. It is. That's a good point. Great point. You had another segment of that video there somewhere. I'm not sure what the time yeah. stamp on it was, but. It's just, a, it's just a couple more minutes, but it's just reemphasizing, especially in the black community, mm-hmm. uh, what is going on because uh, 75%. And I think he mentions it here, or he's already mentioned it. I don't have fathers in the home. But it's look, you can blame other people. You can blame Whitey, if you will, for what's going on. But you got to take a look at your at your home and what's there first. I've been, I've been talking to pastors in the inner city and trying to get them to to preach the message uh, so far. A little success, but I'm still going to keep working on that. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, if you would, please. OK, the, the, the problem, the, the biggest burden that black people have, in my opinion, again, is the percentage of blacks, 75 percent of them that are raised without fathers. Uh, and that has every other social negative consequence connected <clears throat> to it. Crime, uh, not being uh, able to compete 
economically in the country, being more likely to be arrested. That's the number one problem facing the black community. And when I hear people tell me about systemic racism or unconscious racism, I always say, give me an example, and almost nobody can do it. So, so the family stuff, so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll follow your logic there mm-hmm. on the family stuff. What, what can actually be done about that then? I mean, what, because that's, reverse, a, that's a big... Re- reverse the welfare state. Uh, in um, 1890, 1900, you look at census reports, a black kid, believe it or not, was slightly more likely to be born to a nuclear intact family than a white kid. Even during slavery, uh, a black kid was more likely to be born under a roof with his biological mother and biological father than today. What's happened is we launched this so-called war on poverty in the 60s. Yeah, it's good. We're literally... That's good. By the way, <laughs> that 75% rate, Whitey's catching up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whitey's catching up. Yeah. And that's, not, that's not a race we want to be in. This is so – family when, – when I have discussions, Rob, with folks about family, and, and, and by the way, they'll listen. People will listen. But when you start talking about family, they will listen. When you have those discussions and, and they agree with you, yes, one man, one woman, and an intact family, et cetera, they, they agree with that. But what this just fascinates me, after those conversations, nothing happens. You never hear from those people again, and they don't really do anything in terms of trying to correct that situation. I don't know whether it's, it's, it's just it's not exciting to them. Or it's just something they've they've learned to accept. I don't know what that is, but it's a concern that that people are not doing. You don't have to do it through the Natural Family Foundation. I don't care where you do it, but we have to correct. We have to fix the broken family. Or or this is just this this is just a hint of what's really coming down the pike. Well, Jr., give us the plan. Um, you have a pledge, a plan, and a challenge. So I, I don't have the page in front of me, but. Uh, <laughs> I can't. Uh, Spencer, if you scroll down there, you can click on that middle one. That's nope, too far. They could sign that where they're on. There you go. The plan. Ooh. So. Yeah, I think yes. Uh, when 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 we it, we pose the question, what what would happen if there were no family? As a matter of fact, there wouldn't be there wouldn't be humans. Lions, tigers, and bears. Oh my! These are pretty fast and pretty strong animals. And the environments that we're in, without the family, we wouldn't have made it as far as we have, just physically, physically. And what we're trying to do is to get, again, get people to recognize the critical importance of the family and then start emphasizing, and and I guess you have to do it, I guess what we have to do is get public opinion first. Mm-hmm. Because today's public opinion, that's what we're trying to do. So we're trying to do with a website. That's what we're trying to do with the conversations. We're trying to get people to recognize the critical importance of the family. Once that happens, the public gets that in their minds. Then today's public opinion makes tomorrow's laws. And those laws are the next generation's morals. So we have to get public opinion back on the side of the family. And it isn't the anything goes family. That isn't what we're looking for. We're looking for the natural family. And it has to be that way because if you change it in one generation and then you try to change it in the next, you have problems. You have leftovers. And those leftovers are going to struggle with one another. Keep it simple, keep it natural, and keep it moving. So, again, we, we, we go ahead. Well, it's going to be so hard to do. I, I don't know that it's going to be possible, Jr. because we're, we're fighting the, uh, the mainstream media, fighting Hollywood, fighting uh, the LGBTQP plus agenda, uh, which you're going to see some reprehensible things this month. Um, <laughs> some of the cartoons coming out, I just saw something, one of, I, I don't even know what it is, but one of the kids' cartoons that's I guess is very popular. Blues Clues. My kids used to see that when they were little tiny kids. Just came out with a transgender character. So um I don't know. We're we're up against uh we're up against the fight. But that that makes you stronger. It huh? does. It Someone does makes you stronger. Makes it you does. a better person. I'm I'm not I, I'm in this to win. I always compete to win. But 
if I don't win, that's okay. Because I've done what should have been done. The rest is up to those around me and, and to God. Yeah. Well, I, I, th- I really think we need to start by strengthening our, strengthening our individual marriages and our individual families. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, kids are really indoctrinated now from preschool Ooh. on up through college um, with just utter nonsense. Um, it's, it's like talking to somebody from another planet. <laughs> Talk to a college kid. They, they don't know their basic civics. They don't know any history. They don't know anything. Um, and I'm generalizing, but um, it's not that they're from a different planet. It's from their, it's their, they're from a different spiritual realm, and they cannot understand what we're talking about. Well, Rob, you I know? was there. I was, I was on that different planet. Yeah. For for a good bit of my life, and then I was too. And if I told you what I did one time, <laughs> I don't know if I should do that. <laughs> Maybe all there. I, I stood in line for four hours. I don't know if I should tell you guys this. I stood in line for four hours to uh, hear Jerry Brown speak at a rally. <laughs> and then, if that wasn't bad enough, I stood in line for another two hours to shake his hand. <laughs> we um, all got to come. And by the way, he had the softest baby hands I ever touched in my life. He has not done a day of his work in his entire life. <laughs> that was Jerry Brown back in way back when. But they say if you're not a liberal when you're 20, you have no heart. And if you're not a conservative when you're 30, you have no brain. Yep. So. Hey, that video clip of Larry Elder is up. I'd, I'd love to get a hold of Larry Elder and, and turn this whole thing over to him and let him take the ball and run with it because he, he's – and he has it. He's on top of it. I just mm. ah, it's so frustrating. Well, yeah. I mean, we need we need to we need to get it. Uh, like you said, national national uh, opinion, uh, public opinion. Could could uh, you imagine what would happen if a Larry Elder, or a, even a, maybe President Trump, were to were to say, okay. This is this we, this this is a vision. We have, we have to have the natural family vision. This is what it's about. Some some well known personality. Once that happens, I, I think we're well on our way to getting this done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree, but once again, it all starts at home. So, yep. Some advice for people that are struggling, Jr. Um, we've got broken families. We've got. Uh, troubled marriages out there. I, I used yeah, and I'll leave. Yes, I'll leave it with this. I, I used to be. I learned that behind every rainbow there's a cloud, mm-hmm. and I can I can find those clouds. But I used to accentuate them, and just I mean I'm I'm I think I got to the point where I was ready to kill myself because I couldn't stand how negative I was. Now I look at those and I go, okay, this is an opportunity. So what that that those those hurdles that you see, those struggles that you're having. These are opportunities, folks. And like never before, we have incredible opportunities. Think about the turnaround we could have here. And that's, that's what I would like to leave the audience with. Well, there's no, there's no question. We are at a, uh, at a tipping point in the country. We're going to go one way or the other, aren't we? Yes. Appears that way. Appears that way. All righty. Well, Jr. Um, folks can find you at um, uh, naturalfamilystrong.com, um, and they can sign up for your uh, your email alerts. And um, I think you have uh, action alerts, email announcements. Yep. There's some resources on there. Do you have the, that video on your on your site? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. And take take the pledge so you can get some of the updates. Yeah. Yep. And you can help us out. Can, can you imagine if we had three to five million people that had signed our pledge and then I start calling congressmen? It's very easy to do. You, you sign your name and click the button. So if you guys can't do that, <laughs> you shouldn't be watching this show. <laughs> Amen. And All I right. thank you, brother. Okay. Thank you, JR. Next week we have... Um, I'm not sure who we have next week. I think we either we either we're either going to have a very interesting story from 
uh, Harry and Hadassah Wilkinson, or we're going to have uh, Colonel Alan West uh, join us. I got to I got to check the schedule. So sorry, folks. I don't know, <laughs> but either way, it's going to be good. Two o'clock Central Time uh, next week, Wednesday. So thank you for joining us, and we will see you next week on WCM TV. Bye. Thank you.